Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor and his cousin gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, for the latest updates and information. You can find me on Twitter at Professor Sides, and you can find my cousin Jared on Twitter at Cousin Jared. This college football episode covers select games from week 12 of the 2022 season. If you should hear, check out the webpage of the banner. It's www.pixwiththeprofessor.com slash new for a primer. Otherwise, the goals for this episode are to share key information about these games, give you some things to think on, and explain what certain plays are or are not being made. We never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick, but rather to hear the justifications and thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with us or against us before investing your hard-earned money. We will make some form of a pick on every game, but you should take what you like and leave the rest. Remember, there are no locks in gambling, so we will provide our loves, likes, and leans, that is A, B, and C grade picks, to indicate our confidence level with respect to scaling wagers. However, please understand that good and bad variants will occur, so as much as we'd like to say we'll be profitable each and every week, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Because, um, Jared, I feel like I have like 10 minutes of things I want to talk about here before we get to the games. I'm going to try to make this short, yeah. and, short and simple. Um, week 11, we, we broke even for week 11, which is we're making a pick on every game. That's not bad. Um, yeah. if that's our, if that's our down week, of course, um, I, I have to say, and you know, I've talked about this. I figured I'd share this with the listener when we've had some break even weeks in the past, we felt like it was some bad luck. We've had some down weeks in the past. We felt like it was some bad luck. This was the first week where I didn't really feel like we got struck by bad luck. Uh, I don't think we had any good luck either. Really. There were a couple of wonky things, but there were a lot of games that were just very confusing. And it's yes. like, yes, I don't, the Texas TCU game, who those teams couldn't stop anybody and couldn't be stopped by anybody, decided to stop each other. Yeah. Uh, but Baylor having almost as many yards as Kansas State, and, and some of that was in garbage time, some but not all, and getting just destroyed. Um, the San Diego State, San Jose State game, having like 100 points in it, basically. That's um, what it felt like. It's what it felt like. And that was just the night games. I don't even remember the things I was confused about before that because I was so confused about the night. But I remember I was confused in the day, too. There were other things, too. Well, yeah. And what I would say is that even with all this, we would have had a profitable day if Miami wouldn't have committed a roughing the passer call on fourth down with 30 seconds left in the game. And then Georgia Tech scoring a touchdown two point or two plays later uh, to, to have the, the uh, make the under a loser in that game. So, yeah, uh, even for as, you know, it felt like we, you know, learned. It felt terrible. It felt terrible. It felt like nothing went as we expected, and we were still literally one roughing the passer call, 15 seconds left, 30 seconds left in the game from being a profitable uh, week. So I, like you said, I will take that, you know, being being uh, just barely profitable on a week where it felt like we got a lot of things wrong. Yeah, it's and it's a weird feeling because it's it's absolutely, I'm with you. Like when we talked about kind of towards the end of the night, like I was like, hey, we'll, we'll take this because it felt like it was worse. But it, yeah. it's so weird. It's, it's the first week, I think, all season where I felt like, and I don't think any of the plays were like, wrong or bad as much as it was just like sometimes games don't play out the way you think and, and that happens right, but it's right. just weird when it when a bunch of them happen because when we make this many games and and one or two games goes just completely off script you're like that's gonna happen but it just it seemed like it happened a lot it was kind of just a weird weekend where it's like now you start rethinking you're like it, it, yeah. is my read on this team just off yeah. now or is this just which seems off in november how that how that's happening i feel like by this point of the yeah. season we have a good idea and then just some things were anyway i'll stop rambling that it was, it was fascinating week uh, i feel like coming in we've made jokes right we've come into this week like everything's a c-grade pick i don't know anything <laughs> that's obviously not the case there are a lot of numbers that we really like that we'll talk about in the show but um there are a couple of things that definitely made me question 
where these teams are going. And we'll talk about a few of those today um, specifically. But before we get to that, some reminders, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you are, yeah, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And if you turn on notifications, it was any of the college basketball MLB or college football content that this channel provides. If you're not with us in college basketball, uh, a great plays over there also killing it. So check that out. Uh, reminder, we've got that Patreon. If you're looking to get some extra benefits, membership starts at just three bucks per month, gets you the plays of the day. Uh, Jake's Maction Thoughts, uh, the Mac Daddy, uh, yeah. looking yeah. to have another strong week there. Three bucks gets you in the door, gets you a lot of good stuff. Um, that's where you're going to get his his Mac play. So check that out. The link for that Patreon is in the description. It's www.patreon.com slash picks with the professor. Uh, we'll get to these games all on courtesy of Bet Online. Sign up link in the show description as well. And current at the time of this recording on Sunday night, we're going to cover every weeknight game here in this episode. Uh, we're going to start off with the two Tuesday matching games. The first one is Bowling Green at Toledo. Toledo's a 15 and a half point favorite. Total is 51. Uh, Finn plays for Toledo and they looked very meh. Yeah. Uh, they looked very meh the week before. I remember it was like one or two games, whatever it was without him. And that was kind of to be expected a little bit. We knew to be a little bit down. Maybe he wasn't a hundred percent. You know, it wasn't announced at the last minute, so maybe that's the the reasoning. But we had a Toledo team that I, I think we all thought was the class of the MAC, and now we have some questions on that. The model still says that Toledo should be favored by much more than this. It's partially about Toledo, partially about the model, just kind of saying that was one game. Finn will look better here in this next one, and it's partially about Bowling Green just isn't a very good football team. That's part of the reason why sideline says this should be Toledo minus 20. It's a really large edge, but because uh, to me, it's it's not one I would give an A grade to. That's for sure. Um, agree. But it is something I want to play. And, and I will mention this too. Um, we have discussed, we're, we're going to make a play on every game, uh, A, B, or C grade. It may be side, it may be total. Three units are A grade, two units are B, one unit for C. And if we say pass, we're just going to pass. So, um, we will have some passes. I think Toledo should be invested in for sure. Um, it's strong enough for the model. I feel like it's a B grade pick. The model would say it's an A grade pick. I would say hold, hold off a little bit. I don't think I want three units on that. Uh, total yeah. 51. Cause Jared, what's your, what's your take? Uh, I I've got no take on, on Toledo. They have <laughs> been, uh, I, I just, I just don't feel like we have done well with, with Toledo. Uh, I, you know, like going back and looking at their, their schedule, you know, they beat Central Michigan when Central Michigan had some injury bugs, was struggling struggling at the beginning of the season. They blew out Northern Illinois, who I think we thought was a little bit better than they actually are at the time. And then they they beat Kent State and scored a lot of points. And you were thinking, hey, this is a this is a fiery Kent State team. This team was only a few weeks removed from putting up 22 on Georgia, and we all thought that Kent State was so good. Uh, and then you realize that maybe that said more about those teams than it did about Toledo, uh, with Toledo winning, winning those games. So I would agree, this is definitely not an A grade. So if we yeah. want to settle at a B, uh, I'm fine with that. And that's that's kind of where I'm at. I, I think B grade makes sense. The, the model also just thinking that Bowling Green is terrible, that – it's almost kind of like you just said, right? That some of those big Toledo wins said more about the other team. And I think that's kind of where we yeah. are here. I think that Toledo probably wins this game by three touchdowns. That doesn't say much about Toledo. It says more about Bowling Green probably than yeah. Toledo. So we're going to go B grade pick on Toledo minus 15 and a half. We're going to pass on the total. The other Tuesday game, Ohio and Ball State, an Ohio team that did the impossible against Miami. Yes. We, we joked about yes. that, getting them over the total. 
we, and, and we said last week coming in that that was why we were kind of passing on the side of that game. We were kind of saying like this Ohio team starting to put it together, especially offensively. We didn't really know. We thought that was a big test for them yeah. going up against such a strong Miami of Ohio defense. And they passed with flying colors. Yes. Um, and now they're going to face a Ball State team. I hate that that's three and a half. I really wish this was Ohio minus three. I could get much more behind that. Sideline says it should be yeah. 3.8. It has underestimated Ohio a little bit this season, probably a lot this season, really, especially lately. I talked about that last week. I think that we should be on Ohio at minus three and a half. Probably more of a one-unit play than a two-unit play, though, in my mind, um, mainly because the hook here. But yeah. I really think – I've been really impressed with this Ohio team. Maybe I'm a little late to get on the bandwagon, but I think they're just a lot better than Ball State. The model has them at 88th, Ball State at 107th. Total is 53. I know you like the over in this one. Uh, pitch yeah. me where we should be on this over as well. The reason I would say we need to be on this over is if you look at um, three of Ball State's last four games here, uh, against UConn, they got to, to 46. Against Kent State, they got to 47. Against Toledo, they got to 49. And I can tell you from everything I've seen this season, this Ohio offense is much better than UConn's offense, than Kent State's offense, and, and against Toledo's offense ha- has been uh, later in the season. So um, knowing that each of those games has gotten to the upper 40s, I think that you've got a chance to to break through that here with Ohio. And I would also say that when you go uh, earlier in the season and, you know, this was the end of September at this point, but uh, Georgia Southern game, another team that has a pretty high flying offense, that game got to 57. And so I think that there's a pretty good chance this goes over. I'm going to hold off on the, on the A play again, just because Ball State has played some lower scoring games, but I think that Ohio's offense is just too much. And I think they're three to four or five points better on offense than this, these teams that Ball State has played for the past month. So I, I say we give a B grade to the over 53. All right, so then we're going to go C grade to Ohio minus three and a half. Does that sound good with you? Sounds good. All right, so it's one unit on Ohio minus three and a half, two units B grade on the over 53. Locked those in here now. Wednesday, 6 p.m. Eastern. Oh, Eastern Michigan. Um, <laughs> every week, I can't quit you. Um, yeah, yeah. And and it's, it's like we had – Easter, I had Eastern Michigan. I don't remember. Did we all have Eastern? I don't remember. It was a little long ago. It's Arizona State. The, the Gable yes, we all did. We all did. Yeah. We all did. We all did. And that's our the, the lore of, of how much that game was good to us. And ever since Eastern Michigan's like, ah, whatever you say, we're going to do the opposite of that. Yeah. Um, we're going to be right on them again eventually, right? Uh, Kid State's a Are seven we? point home. Uh, if, if we keep doing this long enough, I mean, yes. Yeah, uh, a lot of there are some, Yeah, there's some mathematical principles there. Uh, Kent yeah. State's a seven-point favorite. The model says it should only be six. Um, I've got Eastern Michigan one-tenth in the country. Kent State 99th. It's a pretty big edge. I mentioned this before that mathematically, anytime you can get seven around seven, that's actually got a little bit of a boost because of the way that games uh, land with regards to final score. I do think it's worth the investment on Eastern Michigan again because I can't quit them. <sighs> but I know. But we've got the one unit thing. I'm going to go one unit just yeah. because I want to be on record just for and have that unit just so that when we win an Eastern Michigan play eventually, I could be like at least we profit off of it. Whether it's yeah. today or in the year of our Lord 2000 and you know 39 or whatever, I, I, I yeah. want that to happen. So to me, it's one unit on Eastern Michigan plus seven uh, total of 61. I, I feel like. 
if you had no words in this game, I would just not be shocked whatsoever. What I will say is I I will uh, acquiesce your request to make this a C grade, getting the seven. And the reason is, is because I just, you know, what has Kent State done this season besides put up 22 yeah. against Georgia? The Georgia, that, yeah. Eastern Michigan's living off the Arizona State game. Kent State's living off a Georgia game. Yeah, yeah. So I, just, I haven't been impressed with uh, Kent State at all. So I can get a, a full touchdown in a game where literally anything could happen. Sure. I, I, I can invest a C unit grade on that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so we'll go C unit, East, C grade, one unit, Eastern Michigan plus seven, passing on the total of 61. 7 p.m. Eastern, Miami of Ohio. And Northern Illinois, Northern Illinois is a two and a half point home favorite. Total is 48 in this one. The model says it should be Northern Illinois minus 2.9. It gives a positive edge to playing them, given how likely three is. The other thing to note, the model's been pretty spot on with um, a Northern Illinois this year. Uh, profitable on them, but has overestimated Miami of Ohio. So um, I do think Northern Illinois is the right side to be on. Here, obviously, with a total of 48, I, I feel like we are running to the window to take this under. Uh, Cousin Jared, give us give us your, your take here. Northern Illinois is not Ohio, and that's my analysis of this game. So I am not deterred after last week, A grade under 48. Uh, I, I don't think that Northern Illinois, especially with how one-dimensional Northern Illinois' offense is, they they do really well at running the ball. I mean, Miami, Ohio defense, still very good. And I think that being that one dimensional against them, against them is not uh, a good for your outlook here. So um, I, I think under 48 is going to be really solid play. Okay. And with regards to the side, the model likes Northern Illinois. Like I said, I, I think from a mathematical standpoint, it makes sense. That's kind of the side I would pitch. We kind of left this hanging before, before show, when we talked about this, are you good with a secret pick of Northern Illinois or are you so concerned about that one-dimensional thing, which you talked about. I, I, I get what you're saying. Are you concerned about that enough that you want us just to pass on this side? Balls in your court. I want to pass. You want to pass. Okay, so I we're going to pass on the side. If you're in a pick or anything like that, again, my thought is I would lay the two and a half. If it gets to three, different story. But at two and a half, I lay the two and a half. But officially, we're going to just pass to the side. No wager whatsoever. But we're going to go A grade under 48 again this is one of those run don't walk to the window yeah what's the analogy with your phone click the buttons fast enough i don't know (laughs) to make sure you get this under uh 48 48 a quasi key number yes uh, there as well we want to go ahead and get that in the other wednesday night maction game western michigan and central michigan central michigan is a 10 point home favorite can talk about Central Michigan, a team that may be kind of getting it together a little bit and or at least relative to Western Michigan, who is still fairly terrible. Central Michigan is right to 100th. Western Michigan, 120th. The model says it should be Central Michigan minus 8.4. It's a pretty big edge on Western Michigan plus 10. You're getting a lot of points in a game with a total of 50. I definitely think Western Michigan is a side we want to invest in. The only question is, is it B grade or C grade? How much of the low total getting 10 points is that worth? Is that worth the second unit? It's definitely not worth a third unit, like mm-hmm. the uh, Miami of Ohio under was. Is it worth the second unit at plus ten, or is that only a one unit play for you? I would say only a one unit play because I am concerned that Western, or excuse me, Central Michigan is, is getting their their stuff together and is finally starting to to play a little bit better now that they've gotten a little bit healed up and it looks like they just needed some time to get going this season. Um, whereas Western Michigan is still 
Western Michigan. Uh, un- they're under hit very easily last week um, because they just have no pulse on offense. And so I would say we can take the 10 points, um, give that a C grade. But what I'm more focused on here is I want the under 50 in this game. I'm going to give that a B grade, uh, not an A. 50 is just kind of a strange number. If this were like 52, uh, 52 and a half, you might be able to talk me into an A grade. But again, I just think that Western Michigan's offense is very bad. And I think Central Michigan, I mentioned this last week, but when they're successful on offense because they're running the ball, they they keep the clock running. Um I want to give it a B grade to the under 50. If this loses, it's because Central Michigan scores like 38 points or something in this game. It ends up being like 38 to 14, uh, I think is, is how that loses, which is, again, why I'm just giving it a B grade because if it's 52, 52 and a half, I think you can talk me into an A. Okay, so we will go B grade under 50, C grade on the plus 10. So three units in this game. We're going to put two of them towards the under and one to the dog. One Thursday game, SMU at Tulane. Tulane uh, just falling short this last weekend against uh, an up and down, more up than down though, UCF team, pretty solid team there. SMU has been a team that I feel like we've nailed this season with regards to how they play, which is mostly they don't do well against the top teams in the conference, but against the bottom teams, they can crush them. Uh, The kind of, I think caveat to that was maybe a little bit of a backdoor by Navy uh, in the game. They got, they got bored in, but otherwise I just don't see SMU hanging in this. In that Navy game, I literally remember turning it off because they were up by like 21 points in the fourth quarter. So yes, definitely a backdoor situation. Right. I I just don't think they can hang with, Tulane here in Tulane. It might be a little bit of a letdown spot for Tulane coming off that loss, a little disappointment. But I mean, to be fair, you were going to argue that either way. You were going to argue right. that it was uh, that it's now <laughs> it would have been a letdown if they won. Um, right. But again, this this line implies these two teams are, are pretty similar. I just don't think that's true. I think Tulane's a pretty solid team that clearly at this point that loss to UCF probably pushes them out of anybody's top twenty five. Um, but they're still a top 40 team in college football, uh, especially according to the model ranks in 33rd, but SMU at 48, I just don't think is in that top 40. I, I think there's a pretty big gap here. The model takes that stance as well. I, I really like laying the three here. The question is, is this a like or a love play for you, cousin Jared? I think this is a B grade for me. Uh, I, I just can't quite get to it. Uh, and a, this opened it at two and a half would have been an A grade for me at two and a half. Uh, but I think at three, I think it's just just a B grade. Am I am I missing something? I mean, my analysis of this game is exactly what what you just said. Uh, I completely agree with with all of that. Um, is there a something that jumps out at your mind why you think this should be an A grade? Because I could definitely be swayed. The reason to make this an A grade, I think, is just taking the stance solidly and with that last extra unit of SMU can't hang with the top four teams in this conference. I think that would be it. Mm. If that's, if that's something that you really want to take a stance on, then I think it's worth a third unit. If it's something that you just, you think, but you're not convicted of, (laughs) then then I think it stays at a B grade. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's make it an A grade then because, because I, I do that, that, like I said, what you just said aligns with everything we've seen from SMU this season. So maybe I'm just overthinking this. Let's let's make it an A grade lane to three points. I, I right, would not, I, yeah, this is the last point at A grade though. So if you yes, viewer listening sure. if this gets to three and a half or something, then yes. probably just a B grade at that point. Yes, absolutely. Three and a half and four will be B grades, in my opinion. At three, I think it's fine at A grade. Three at reasonable odds. Three at minus, 50, minus 115, I think it's fine. If it's mm-hmm. three minus 120, 
you're paying a little bit more of a price. I think it's probably more down to a B grade, it's somewhere in that yeah. ballpark if you're paying C bods. But but three minus one fifteen or better would be A grade. Uh, total is sixty five and a half. I'm curious what your take is on that. It's obviously a large number. SMU's paid some high scoring games. Tulane's got a good defense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have I have no idea. I was on a, a Tulane over two weeks ago and lost. I was on the under last week and lost. Uh, I'm not the man to speak to. Uh, about all this. right uh, what, all what, right. whatever our new grading system is pass <laughs> pass pass on the total yeah. there uh two friday games both of them a little later for some reason uh maybe someone knows why um south florida and tulsa at nine o'clock eastern so that's an eight o'clock local uh kickoff time there uh, look, South Florida, not good. Uh, missed the cover for us last week because they decided to go for two at the <laughs> end of the game. For I honestly couldn't tell you. Yeah, no, I don't no think there were. I don't think they had any dreams to come back. Maybe it was just to get an extra offensive play. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. But I just do not think this Tulsa team is that good. I've been taking that stance most of the season. It's been mostly profitable to us. Yeah. Uh, I just don't think Tulsa is good enough to be favored by thirteen over any team in the country until you get to the bottom, you know, five-ish, six-ish teams, really. Um, I've got Tulsa ranked 94th. I mean, a 94th ranked team, I just don't think you can lay this many points with Tulsa. So I'm grabbing the 13 with South Florida. Um, Total is 60 and a half. I think we don't really expect the defenses to show up. So Tulsa should score. South Florida should score. Um, what's, what's, what's your take on this one? So I'm giving this a B grade over 60 and a half. And the reason it's not an A grade is for reasons that you just outlined. These are two bad teams. I just have a really difficult time giving an A grade to an over in the sixties with two bad teams. Like they would have to be, um, exceptional, like, like, uh, they would have to be like have exceptional scores. To, this would have to be like last year's version of Western Kentucky or something like that for right. me to give right. uh, an A grade over in the sixties for two teams that are or maybe or maybe like the bizarro Yukons, you know? Yeah. If it was yeah. like that sort of thing where the the flipped version of Yukon be like, sure, they're they're not very good, but I know what kind of game they're gonna play. Yes, exactly. Or maybe you could even say maybe Miami of Ohio. Maybe if they were the the bizarro Miami of Ohio, yeah, then then that yeah. would work. But yeah, I just can't can't do it at this number. So, but I'm going to give it a B grade uh, on the over 16 and a half. So B grade over 16 and a half, South Florida plus 13. How many units do we want on that one? It, it, to me, it's one or two. Um, so I would go two because the new coach, South Florida, played a little bit better. I mean, of course, how how um, how how difficult is it to play better than giving up 50-something points to to Temple, which although apparently not, Houston can do that too, almost. Um, and Tulsa just has Maybe Temple's found – again, like we said, there's some confusing results here. You know, maybe, yeah, maybe yeah. Temple's found something offensively and we just didn't realize it. Yeah, yeah. And and so – and also Tulsa, I think their, their season is just slowly – their offense was putting up points at the beginning of the season, and then they have just started to come come back down to, to earth a little bit. So um, I, I think I would give a B grade to take them to 13 points. All right, so we'll go double B grades on this game, the other Friday night game. San Diego State at New Mexico, right? We talked about this at the top, that San Diego State game and all those points. Um, I think – that says a little – we've seen a little bit of an offensive explosion here from San Diego State as of late. Their offense yeah. looking a whole lot better than it did the first half of the season. Yep. Uh, I, giving up some points, 
some big plays, some special teams plays, a little bit of that being San Jose State. But this New Mexico team, I've loved their unders lately, and we have been profiting like crazy on them. You yeah. can't make the number low enough, seemingly. And and I have I just have to talk about maybe my greatest accomplishment of the season was last week. We went a grade under on Air Force New Mexico, and then I said, "Also, we should lay this giant stupid number with Air Force." You'll you laughed at me, mm-hmm. and it and it hit, both of them hit, and it and and I talked about it, it was kind of a crazy play, but that's the thing with New Mexico, like they just can't score. They're not going to score here against San Diego State either. It's right. the same problem that they've been having. They they got a field goal against Air Force because Air Force. Um, fumbled the ball at like their own 20 and that's yeah. why New Mexico got a field goal. Otherwise yeah. they got shut out. I kind of think it's the same sort of thing. I'm curious on this one. I see a very similar game to that air force game happening. Uh, as I, see San Diego State, I see San Jose State crushing them. But when you look at this, the implied team total for New Mexico is a number that has two digits in it, which is way too high. So I'm curious, <laughs> is this total way too high or is the spread way too low? It's gotta be one of the other, right? Um, I think if I had to pick one, I think I would say that the spread is more often the total and mm, because, because okay. I think so. So here's the thing, guys, this is, I, I, I love this show. It gives me the ability to break this stuff down. So the thing with air force is that air force gets up and you and I witnessed this in the UNLV game earlier this season, like air yeah. force gets up and they have just no incentive to score. They do not want to score. They want to just move and- as slowly as possible. And it's and it's like they don't fall down like we play, like we've all played video games like Madden and college NCAA football right it's like they don't like hit the the dive button after four yards but it's like they do like they're not, yeah yeah they're not actually taking it but it's almost like they're like we got four yards into this play we're gonna go to the next one it's not what's happening yes. but it it kind of feels that way with them yes and and it's just very difficult to repu- replicate that if you're San Diego State and so I think that that's why I like. Air Force was going to get up and they were going to pack it in and, and San Diego state. I think it's a little more difficult to do that. And so that would give me a little bit more reservation on the total than it gave me in like the air force game. Um, mm-hmm. So for that reason, I, I think I would, I think the spread is a little more off than the total. Um, but I still say a great under 39 and a half. I mean, we've seen enough of these teams this season, right. To just be like, yeah. who cares? Well, it, like have to be, yes. To me, it's an a great on New Mexico's team total under as well. Like, there was that stat <laughs> yeah. early on in the season about San Diego state and not allowing a first half touchdown in weeks. And then there's the mm. stat about New Mexico still not having scored a second half touchdown in weeks. Like <laughs> I think, I think, and let me do the math on this, but if you don't score a first half touchdown and you don't score a second half touchdown, you're going to have a hard time scoring points. <laughs> like that's kind of what I think is going to happen for I New think, Mexico. I think season. that is what the math would imply. Yes. That's what the math would imply. So we, so we're going to a grade under, such a low number of 39 and a half. It worked last week in yeah. Mexico. We're going to try yeah. it again here. We're going to say that the San Diego State thing was a little bit just a wonky game, you know, a little bit of San Jose State, not necessarily San Jose, San Diego State, and right. more about this game being New Mexico. San Diego State minus 14. Model says 14 and a half, but as we talked about, I, I, I just, I, I think this might turn into a runaway. What yeah. grade are we giving San Diego State minus 14? I uh, would give it a B grade. I, I, I'm with you. I agree with you. I just think it's interesting that earlier you said you thought the spread was off by more than the total. It's it's. I, I don't disagree. I'm just, I'm just okay. Yeah, gotta have okay. faith in the process here, people. And it's it's also just I feel like what we've done this season. Like we've done a lot better with totals than than picking picking sides. And, and so I think I just have more faith in our process on the totals than than I do with the the sides. To be honest with you. 
Yeah, this is true. And, and again, to some extent, it's a stick to our process. This is what we mm-hmm. did last week in New Mexico was A grid under B grid side. It yep. worked. Why change it up? Uh, it yep. goes back to me kicking myself uh, for game, whatever that was of the World Series, game five, I think, where I took the ashes of the run line. I was like, that, my process has been in this situation to take money. Line. Why did I switch yeah. it up? And it caused a, so just stick with the process. It's a perfect example. Perfect example. Yeah, perfect example. All right. So we've got to get, we're going to go A grade on the under 39 and a half, B grade on San Diego State minus 14 to the Saturday games at noon Eastern, Duke and Pittsburgh. Um, because, Jared, we, we rode the Duke unders for so long. We did. And, and they weren't good to us. <laughs> <laughs> and then we were like, hey, if, if, if Duke can bring Boston College up to an over game, surely they can do it to Virginia Tech. We were on the over, and then that didn't work. I feel like maybe we should just ignore this total because of the Duke total. We just can't figure that out. We're doing great on totals, except for Duke totals, which we're, I feel like we're just lost on. I completely agree with you, so let's just ignore this total. But we've been riding backing the Dukies here, and I love backing here. This number is way too high at plus eight. Sideline yeah. says it should be 3.1. I've got Pittsburgh ranked 42nd, Duke 46th. I mean, neither one of these teams is great, but both of them are decent. And I, this number of eight acts like Pittsburgh is a much better team than Duke. And I'm like, what have we seen this season to tell us that? Like, maybe a little bit better, maybe, but are, a lot are- better? Are we are we letting two pick sixes to start the game against Virginia skew the numbers this much on on Pitt is, is what it, I would say. Yeah, and, and then yeah. Was, and here, here's the other thing I would say it, we we didn't play it on the show because it went below forty it went below forty one I think whenever we um, recorded and talked about the game but I had under forty two and a half in, in the the Pitt and Virginia game and that still almost went under. They got two pick sixes within like the first two minutes of the game. And that number still almost went under that number because Pitt just has no interest in scoring. Pat Narduzzi was trying to field goal him to death to put the game away. And, and so, you know, I, where I'm getting at with this, is eight points is too much against Pitt. With yeah. the way that they play, it's just too many points. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I would say at this point, I would just give this an A grade. Duke's been good to us. Yeah, okay. This is going to be a tight ball game. Why are we getting more than a touchdown? I, I, I'm good with that. Let's give it an A grade. All right. A grade on Duke plus eight passing the total. I, I want to, I, I want to say under, I want to say under, I know what we saw with Duke. I know. So, but, but the fear I think is that we had so many over games with Duke. The reason those games went over was because Duke got out to a lead and just couldn't quite kill the game like right, it was right, trying to right. do to Virginia. And if yeah. that sort of game happens, I, I think it kind of matters who's ahead. If Pittsburgh's up by seven for most of this game, the game goes under. If Duke's up by seven, most of the game, the game goes over. <laughs> so Correct. it's like, yeah. that's, that's the hard part about dissecting this total. So maybe you've got a feel for it viewer. Uh, we're going to pass this total of 54. Not really much interest to us there. Yeah. Also at noon Eastern, UConn and Army, uh, UConn, I mean, tip of the cap, UConn, yes. tip of the cap, yes. Jim Mora. We've been mostly yes. riding UConn. I think we got off them for like one game there. We have mostly riding the team the back half of the season. Um, I think I picked them in week one or week zero against Utah State, but I had no <laughs> idea that this was coming. A yeah. solid team for them, obviously, um, all the way up to 115th in the rankings. I mean, this is a team that's wow. consistently been bottom three. Yeah. Yeah, and all of a sudden they're up to one fifteen out of one thirty one. I mean, that's pretty good improvement here. That's that's it, impossible to fathom, almost. Yeah, 
Yeah, they'd be just a terrible team. And now up to 115th, Army's ranked 87th. Um, Army's still the better team. No, it's a three and six record for you there. Um, Sideline says it should be Army minus 9.2. There's some decent value here in grabbing the 10.5 with UConn. Um, total of 43.5. Obviously, I wish this was 44. We could go under, but I, I still mm-hmm. yeah. feel like that's probably too many points. I just I don't know if that's a deal breaker not being able to get under 44, but it, it feels like even if this was, you know, 41, it still feels yeah. like it's a lot of points, right? Given the way yeah. these two teams play. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, it feels like it's a lot of points, but I think that, um, okay. So I'm fine giving a B grade to taking 10 and a half points. We've talked about it multiple times on, on the show this year, but it's just hard for the academies sometimes to get outside of this number to, to win by a big number, just to the nature of the way that they, that they play. Um, so the and, other thing and that- we talked about UConn always fighting at the end, playing hard. I yeah. don't see any, like we've made a bowl letdown type situation because the way they've played, they've played hard and backdoored meaningless games when they've been down 20. Like why would they all yeah. of a sudden now stop playing hard? I feel yeah. like they're going to play hard all 60 minutes. It's been their staple all season long. I, I, I agree with that. And so I think the other thing that, that I would say is, I'm worried about, and I don't know how this would manifest itself necessarily, but I think I can give a C grade to the under 43 and a half because I completely agree with you. I Is there going to be a, a letdown for UConn after getting bowl eligible for the first time since I, I could, couldn't tell you when? Um, it's probably more recent than I think it is, but it feels like forever ago. So um, if this were at 44, maybe you could talk me into a B grade. Um, it, may, it might even have to be 45 because I don't think Army is going to kick very many. Yeah, I don't think Army is going to kick very many field goals. And, and we talk about that a lot, right? Thinking about the key numbers and does that matter for this specific game? The difference between 44 and 45, 44 yeah. is more common, but that involves three field goals versus 45 involving one field goal. And do the type of teams, is it going to be more long, slow drives getting to touchdowns? That makes yeah. 45 a little bit more key than 44, which is kind of what Army would do. So it's mm-hmm. a good point you make that 45 might be more key. And 42 might be more key, actually, than 44. Yeah. So I say let's give a C grade to the under 43 and a half, because I agree with you. If these teams play like they've played all season, it's not getting to this number. Absolutely. And I do agree. I think I I could be wrong. My perception of this is if there is a letdown, it's more likely to be on the defensive side than the offensive side, because the letdown tends to happen for your calling car for anything that got you there. And if there's any little bit of a lack of focus, these UConn defense that's been so good, if that lets down a little bit, it gets a triple option. Army may score some points. But I think UConn can hang in there and yep. tend to have a large number. So I like I like the tend to have a little more than I like the under. So we'll go B yep. grade UConn plus ten and a half has a little bit of juice right now. That's not a big deal. And we'll go C grade one unit under forty three and a half. Noon Eastern, the big noon kickoff. Uh, Waco, Texas, TCU at Baylor. Um, you have the floor. Do I want the floor? <laughs> um, no, I've been on the other side of this. No, you don't. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, why is this number two? <laughs> I guess is my first question. Couldn't tell you. Um, I'm, glad, I'm, glad I'm glad that we're aligned. I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah. I, yeah. Silence should be five. This is uh, an A grade over or A grade on TCU yeah. at minus two. Uh, without hesitation. Um, here, here's why. We saw TCU's biggest weakness uh, in their defense play pretty well on the road this last weekend. 
if that defense shows up with the way that the Baylor offense can just get one dimensional at times, Shapin's accuracy has gotten worse as the season's gone along. It's gotten more questionable. And I think the coaching staff has really throttled him really quickly when they think he doesn't have it this year. And it's just, Uh, if he's on Baylor can pull this upset. If not, this is going to get ugly because TCU is going to be able to put up points. TCU is going to be able to do to that Baylor defense exactly what Kansas state did. uh, They're going to put up 31 points. You know, they're going to put up 38 points. They're going to put up 35 points. They're going to be able to score. If Shapin's on, they can hang in there. This becomes a high scoring game. So what I would say there is that if you like Baylor, you have to like the over. So to me, mm. and and mm. and it won't one hundred percent happen this way. But to me, if you're now if it gets a if it gets a three, and we're already starting to see some threes out there, I would still lay the three with TCU. But if it gets up to three and you're taking Baylor, I wouldn't take Baylor unless you're getting at least three, probably mm-hmm. more than that. And, I, and at that point, I'm, I might just parlay the money line and the over and just say the only way Baylor wins this game is if Shapin's on, this gets turns into a shootout and you're basically just taking plus odds on that happening. Huge plus odds with the parlay. Um, otherwise I think TCU scores. I like their team total over. I don't know how many Baylor scores. I just don't think they can stop TCU. They couldn't really stop Kansas state. And so I don't see how right. they're going to stop TCU. So it's a pass for me in the total, just because like I said, I don't know how many points Baylor's going to score. Uh, Kansas state did their part offensively in the last game, did not sniff an over because Baylor didn't score. Uh, they should have scored a few, but even then, I'm not sure it, it gets over. It's one of those where, where even if Baylor has scores on that first drive with that tip pick uh, in the red zone, and they get another score later, they drove down to the red zone. Even if they get two scores, um, the game only gets over uh, by a couple points, and that's if you give them two more touchdowns. right? So yeah, I, I don't really like anything of the total in this one. I, like I said, I will take a team total over on TCU. I think they're going to score. Okay. Uh, okay. but for now I'll just lay the two with TCU a great pick for me because uh, Jared you have anything to add to that the only thing I would add to that is I feel like lines in regards to TCU lines are being set because people have it in their mind that TCU is not going to go undefeated because the Big 12 is a gauntlet and it's you know nobody's going to be able to make it through that, that schedule undefeated. but I feel like you're taking too much of a macro view if you're betting lines that way and you're not looking at the individual game. Because if you look at the individual game, there's no way that this should be two points. So, yeah, maybe TCU loses this one. Maybe TCU loses next week. I don't know who they're playing next week. Maybe they lose that game. Maybe they lose the Big 12 championship game. But I just don't know how you can look at this game and say that TCU should only be favored by two. So, yeah, A grade laying the two points for sure. Yep. And I think – Many statistics lesson here, since I am a, a statistics <laughs> professor. What you just described is a common fallacy with regards to looking at sh- things like streaks. Mm. When you're assessing the probability of this game, which is all we're talking about here, them going undefeated or not has no relation to anything. They've already won all those games. They don't have to win them again, right? right. At this point, assessing this game, like you said, they got to win this game. The fact that they have won or haven't won games before this or might win or might not win games – has nothing to do with them winning this game, especially given a rival game. You may make the case in some situations, right? Letdown spots. You may say the pressure, blah, blah, blah. Like there might be some things you can talk about, right? 
Right. Not in a rivalry game like this. <laughs> TCU is no, no. not going to have a letdown. They hate Texas. They hate Baylor, too. They're not going to have yeah. a letdown after the game. They absolutely are going to go out and, and try to win this game. So uh, whether whatever happens in the Big 12 championship game where they will almost assuredly face Kansas State at this point um, yeah. or whatever's happened before, no relevancy, they're very likely to win this game. They may not. Like I said, if they don't, like I said, it's going to be because Shapin right is on fire and that's possible there are no locks in gambling but uh given what i've seen from him i'll take my chances and lay the two with tcu i'd lay the three as well in a heartbeat either one of those would be a great place for me okay 1 p.m eastern sticking in the lone star state utsa at rice utsa is a 12 point favorite um uh, cousin jared another confusing line um, we just saw uh, Rice has improved. Don't get me wrong. And the model was yeah. kind of slow to come around to Rice. Definitely an improved team. Model's gotten up to 111th, which at five and five on the season, it's a good season for them. A team that's typically in the bottom 10, now up to, you know, bottom 20. Mm-hmm. Uh, UTSA is fi- up to 52nd. A pretty solid team, above average team. We just saw this Rice team just get clocked by Western Kentucky. And we've mentioned before that as much as they were similar last year, this year Western Kentucky and UTSA are a little bit different with regards to their strengths. Western Kentucky, not as good offensively as last year's team and as these UTSA teams, but a little better defensively. But either way, I don't see how we don't see the replay of the exact same game. I just Rice mm-hmm. could not hang with Western Kentucky. They aren't going to be able to hang with UTSA. I don't know why this is 12. The model says it should be basically 16 or 17. Uh, I love line the 12 with UTSA here. Total of 61, it feels like over's the right spot, but I don't want to go too heavy. I want to go heavy on yeah. UTSA. What do you think? Yep. A grade, UTSA laying the 12 points, and we'll go with the C grade on the over 61. Um, and it should probably be a, a, a B grade, but I just – UTSA has just had random games this season where they're like 35 to yes. 7. We're good. So and Rice and Rice has two. Rice has had a couple games randomly that like weren't high scoring, and it was like, "What's happening?" Yeah. And then they'll go back to their high scoring ways. So it's yeah. So I, I'm with, with you. It's like I feel like it should be a B, but I just I just a uh, little scared. Yeah. So I, I give it a C grade on the over sixty one. All right. So I'm locking in here. A grade on UTSA minus twelve. C grade one unit on the over sixty one. Back to the Big 12, 2 p.m. Eastern, Kansas State at West Virginia. Um, I, I'll try to remember to, to give up my shameless plugs, right? Shameless plug for having the early projections on this. Models at Kansas State minus uh, 12. This opened for a lot of places in the six, six and a half range, even at seven. That is a run, don't walk situation. Cousin Jared, you are one of those lucky people who were able to get Kansas State minus six and a half. Yep, yep. Feeling pretty good about that, huh? A lot better than seven and a half, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> a lot better than seven and a half. I still think seven and a half is the right side. Yep. I think that this is one where we don't want to overthink it, that the key yep. number that we should be more worried about here is probably more like 10 or maybe even 14. Yep. But it's not as comfortable as a play as seven or six and a yep. half would be. So I want to lay away Kansas State, but it just doesn't get an A grade at this number having to lay the hook. Total of 55, I'm going to go under. This 55, a couple of reasons. Number one, extremely key number here on 55. Number two, we've seen with both of these teams a little bit of a, we will play the type of game you want to play. They'll kind of slow it down a little bit with Iowa State. We saw last week Kansas State Baylor just very comfortable getting into a low possession game. 
West Virginia getting into a kind of a low position game against Oklahoma, who hasn't been going under with anybody other than Iowa State, which we always talk about as the, the big exception here. Yeah. Both these teams very comfortable going over in high-scoring games as well, but I'm not sure either one of these teams is incentivized to have a lot of possessions of this game. I think West Virginia knows if they do that, they're going to lose in a shootout, and they're going to try to slow it down just like they tried to do against Oklahoma. Worked for them then. I don't think it'll work for them here because I think Kansas State is a lot better than Oklahoma. But I think yeah. that's the type of game they want to play. I think Kansas State's perfectly happy with that. Kansas State being an efficient offense, it's going to take – 10 plays to score. Like I said, they got into that high scoring game with Texas. That's what Texas wants to do. Again, that Texas TCU game just being so weird. Right. But I think this is a lower scoring game. I want to go under this 55 at a key number and I want to lay it with Kansas state. What do you think? If it, if there's one team in the big 12 that is immune to the perils of going to Morgantown, it feels like it's Kansas state, right? Yeah, one of the other teams with just a crazy home field advantage. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I, so I'm good with a B grade at Kansas State laying the seven and a half. Um, I would lean towards a B grade on the on the under fifty five. Would you feel? Would were you angling for an A grade on that? Because you know it's it's the most key number and it's an under, so I can easily be swayed to an A grade. I think I'm trying to think through how this game goes over and. And there's obviously some scenarios where there's turnovers and that sort of thing. But without those, it's really hard to see this game going over given the number of possessions that I've been seeing from these teams lately. Um, They've just had such long drives that I kind of think it's worthy of an A grade because I just don't see the quick scores happening. It's also a week out from now. It's November. Don't know what the weather's going to be like, but the yep. weather was pretty nasty this last weekend. If there's any extra weather, it's going to make it even harder to get over. So that's kind yep. of why I would say it's a it's more of an A minus pick in my book. Okay, let's go A grade. A grade under fifty five. All righty, so we'll go B grade at seven and a half. Kansas State. If you're if you're able to get seven or without laying crazy odds or the six and a half, that would be an A grade for us on Kansas State. Uh, but at seven and a half, it's a B grade, and then we will go with an A grade on the under 55 to the three thirty Eastern set of games, Georgia and Kentucky. Um, Georgia's a 22 and a half point favorite. I, I have no interest whatsoever in putting a dollar of my hard earned money on either side in this game, because I do have no interest in laying a number North of three scores uh, on the road against a team with a decent defense in Kentucky. Um, but my goodness, what we've seen out of Kentucky, I have no desire to take points with them against Georgia either. It feels like it's just the grossest number out there. You know, if it was like 20, you could talk me into laying 20 with Georgia. Um, and maybe you'll say I'm overthinking it and Georgia's going to win this game by 45. If so, and you want to lay it great. I just, Kentucky's defense is pretty good. I don't know if Georgia, you know, is dying to go out on the road and, and get style points. You know, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think Kentucky yeah. scores much. Uh, total's 49 and a half. What's your take on this one? A grade under 49 and a half. Uh, I would say, well, number one, you, you saw Kentucky last week against Vanderbilt. Uh, and, and so Whew. that gives you an example of what their offense is capable of. Maybe, maybe, maybe viewer, hopefully you didn't. 
Yeah, well, I mean, it was an exciting <laughs> game there towards the end. It's true. Um, it's true. But, you know, I, I think that Kentucky obviously just not going to be able to score very much against Georgia. And what I would say about the Georgia yeah. game, we, we had, had an A grade on the under in that Mississippi State game. I mean, you, you take away the punt return with 13 seconds left in, in the, mm. the second quarter return for a yeah, touchdown. Yeah. And then you got the one big play, second play uh, coming out of the third quarter, 70-yard touchdown run for Georgia. Take away those two plays, which I know, you know, you can't take away big plays. They happen, but unlikely type plays in those scenarios. And, you know, that's a completely different game in regards to the total. So I would say don't get distracted by Georgia playing a little bit of a higher scoring game last week. Kentucky's offense is not good mm. at all. And I don't think there's going to be nearly as many explosive plays in this game. So let's give an A grade to the under 49 and a half. Do we want to talk more about Will Levis or just nope. move on? I mean, I, everybody's well aware of our, our thoughts and feelings at this point. <laughs> 330 Eastern, accurate at Buffalo. Buffalo is a 16 and a half point favorite. Total this one's 54 and a half. A matching game on Saturday. Feels Four strange. Feels strange. Yeah, feels, feels strange in November. Um, I, I want to lay it with Buffalo early in the week here at 16 and a half being just shy of a key-ish number in 17, 17, 18. 17 is a little more likely than 18. Both of them are kind of key numbers here, but 16 and 15 are mostly dead. Um, so it, it's got to get a lot better for this number to get better. Um, let's just lay the 16 and a half now with Buffalo. So I think it should be 18.3, a little bit of an edge. Again, this is more about Akron than Buffalo, who's ranked 129th, third worst team in college football, according to the model. Buffalo needing this victory to get the ball eligibility. So I do think that they show up having a little bit extra time off as well. Um, Buffalo, not great. Akron, terrible though. I think Buffalo comes out strong early wins this one and runaway fashion. If you want to lay the first half, maybe that also makes a lot of sense too, especially if you're getting a number like nine and a half for the first half rather than full game. If you're worried about shenanigans, but Akron, is so bad. I'm not even sure they could backdoor if they wanted to. This feels like the Buffalo is up big in the third quarter, and then it's just coast to the victory and celebrate your bowl eligibility. Because, uh, Joe, what do you have for us? I've, I've got nothing on this game. Akron's terrible. And we Buffalo has definitely had some spots this season where they haven't looked the best. But, I mean, just on the whole, Akron's terrible. So, do you want to yeah. lay the 16 and a half points? Sure. I'm there with you. What uh, B grade or C grade? On this one unit or two? I feel like I could be talked into either one. Let's go B grade with Buffalo at home. I I, I can get behind a B grade with Buffalo playing at home. To your point, uh, trying to get bowl eligible. Um, this feels like a game. Akron, obviously, long season for them. They get down early. It can just snowball. Right. Also, so we'll go B grade on Buffalo minus 16 and a half. Also at 3.30 Eastern, Coastal Carolina, Virginia. And this number a little bit off from sidelines projections. McCall being out, the model hasn't fully adjusted to that just yet. It probably will by next week. It's kind of built to when it sees something two weeks in a row to kind of make that adjustment. One week doesn't really know what's going on. So next week it'll probably be adjusted a lot better than this week. Sidelines says this should be Coastal Carolina. Um, favored by 4.4. I don't know how many points McCall's worth. We talked about this in the Discord before this game last week. I think the answer is probably five or six. Um, it, 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 it's not eight. It's not nine, I don't think. He's solid no. for sure, but it's not like part of that's the offense, part of that's the scheme, part of that's the play calling, part of it's the defense. There's a lot of things happening here. Um, Virginia being a four point favorite here. 
I just haven't seen anything from Virginia this year that makes me have any confidence in that against a team that wants to win this game because they want to be on the big stage. They want to beat an ACC school. Virginia's seven. What are they playing for at this point? I mean, I'm not saying they don't want to go out and win. I'm just saying that extra motivation and practice this week, it's hard to say it's going to be there for Virginia, but I think it will be there for Coastal Carolina. The back of having another week of practice, getting that full game, getting the win, you know, getting that under his belt, huge for them. I think they can go on the road and get this victory. I'm not sure they should be favored necessarily, but it feels more like it should be about a pick them. So I yeah. love getting the four points with Coastal Carolina. The total's 44 and a half. Obviously, you get much more excited. This was 45, but we talked about 44 being more key than 45 on the whole. Virginia just being an under team now, again, in a weird and sad world we live in. Yeah. Uh, Cousin Jared, what's, what's your take on this one? First of all, I want to say congratulations to you for sweeping your season-long bets by week 11. Yes. You have won every yeah. season-long bet you've made. You had the under six for Arizona State, under seven and a half for Virginia, under eight and a half for BYU. Congratulations. You did a great job picking those out. Um, big week for me. My <laughs> A game we talked about a couple of times ago, uh, a couple of games ago, uh, Kentucky. If they lose to Georgia, Kentucky. I, I I, I win that one's huge for you. And, that was and, that was not one you were counting on this no, last it was week. Not, sure. It was not that was one huge. That I was counting on. I thought I was thinking push probably on, on that one. I don't know. Louisville can make things spicy there. Rivalry game last game yeah. of the season. Um, yeah. Somehow Utah State, my over seven with Utah State, is it, still eligible for a push with how bad Utah State has been. I am still That's eligible miraculous. for a push. And the, but the thing is, is the Mountain West is awful. So if they won two more games, I would not be shocked. Anyway, this game. Um, so what I would say, Coastal Carolina. The way that that Southern Miss game played out, we had the under. It, Southern uh, Coastal Care scored like 21 points in the first quarter, and you're thinking, early. Oh, man, early, uh, yeah, early on, we I was like, oh my gosh, we're in this, so this much trouble in this game. Yeah, and, and then came back Southern Miss covered, and it still went under the total. And I was thinking to myself, McCall's not playing, but this is exactly how every game with McCall has played out for Coastal Carolina this season. They get out big, and then I don't know what they do. They do nothing. The unders hit, and. Uh, coastal 50 50 on whether they cover or not and, and so uh, yes mccall is worth a, a lot he's a very good quarterback but he's not worth the eight points and i would also say that just i mean what have we seen from virginia's offense this season yeah. that would make you feel comfortable laying four points against a team like coastal who to your point is going to be up for this game and i trust jamie chadwell to scheme up something crazy with with that offense so i say let's give a b grade with mccall being out let's give a b grade to to getting the four points w- with coastal here Yep, that sounds good. The total, 44 and a half. I, th- I think we're leaning under as well. What yeah, d- definitely a lean under. Everybody has a price. My, my price on this one, uh, you know, I locked it in earlier today. It was at 45. I could get behind playing it under 45, 44 and a half, just not not doing it for me in, in this spot. Okay. So we go, we'll go C on the under at 44 and a half? I would say pass at 44 and You'd half. say pass. Okay, yes. we're gonna pass on the forty-four and a half. I'm gonna make a note though. This is one of the one of the ones that we will keep it on. If it does get back to the forty-five, yeah, yeah, then we definitely want to be cool. invested at forty-five. We want to be invested at forty-five on the under. Uh, so if it gets back up there for you, uh, that's what we recommend. Otherwise, we'll go B grade on Coastal plus four. Through third Eastern Penn State at Rutgers, because uh, Jared, uh, props props to you on this one. Really, kind of getting me over the edge last week with with Penn State and an easy winner. And your analysis was perfect. Um, which when you started talking about it, I was like, yeah, you're right. That totally makes a lot of sense. Uh, Penn State can't hang 
Ohio State, Michigan. Yeah. Yep. But pretty good otherwise. Yeah. And last I checked, Rutgers, not Ohio State, uh, not Michigan. Yep. So this shouldn't be that difficult of a I decision agree. to make here. Um, yeah. Penn State's not favored by 19. Sideline says it should be 21. I've got Penn State ranked sixth in the country. Um, that's partially because once you get past kind of the top like five at this point, it's like, I don't know what to do yeah. with how you're ranking everybody. They kind of jumble up there. But um, Rooker's 89th. So this game is on the road, but Penn State should be able to take care of business. The only fear in this game is we talked about it. We're a week out. Don't know what the weather's going to look like. Mm-hmm. If the weather's bad in New Jersey, it might be harder to cover a big number like this. So I think that keeps me at least for now off of an A grade. If it turns out the weather's going to be nice and sunny, maybe that's a different story. But otherwise, I still think laying it with Penn State makes a lot of sense. And I think getting in on it now, again, as much as you can look out for the weather, makes a lot of sense given – that if this number goes with 21, 22, you've lost a lot of value there being on the right side of both 20 and 21 here. Total is 45. It also feels like it's hard, going to be hard to get the 45 points. I'm curious what your take is on all of this. Yeah. So, okay. So B grade on Penn State laying the 19 points. Uh, like we said, this is a no house or Michigan. So let's give a B grade there. Um, man, the total. So I have this sinking feeling that Penn State wins this game like 35 to 14. And so I, I'm I'm a little bit worried that this could go over uh, 45. But I, I, I do, like but there's nothing that I've seen from Rutgers this season that would make me think that that that's possible. They've, they've done a little bit better offensively at home than on the road. Um, but under just feels like the right play. So I'm I'm I want to say let's give it a C grade at under for the under 45 uh, just because I could see Rutgers scoring late and making this total like 48 or something like that. Yeah. So we'll go C grade one unit under 45 B grade two units, Penn state minus 19. The other thing just to keep in mind about the weather, just keep an eye on this one. All right. Anything in the big 10 country, you got to keep an eye on weather wise, anything in the mountain West country. Now you got to keep an eye on weather wise other than the half the, I guess the mountain part of the mountain West, you got to keep an eye on weather wise. Uh, I mentioned kind of my biggest fear with Penn State is this one is weather that correlates with the under if the weather gets crazy. So we're kind of hedging a little bit on ourselves where obviously we can win both. But if the weather gets bad and Penn State minus 19 is less likely to hit, having under 45 in our back pocket, even though it's only one unit, is going to be a nice little insurance policy, especially given that Penn State can go out there and just like if Penn State won this game 35 to 7, I don't think anybody would be too surprised either. So um, that's what we'll play that again. Just keep an eye on that, how those are correlated, how you want to insure one play or the other, given that at least right now, again, we're six full days away from kickoff. 4 p.m. Eastern, Western Kentucky at Auburn. Uh, I mean, Auburn still alive for a bowl. We talked about this last week. Going to run into a bit of a bus on next week with the road game in Tuscaloosa. Yeah. Going to have a hard time winning this one, to be honest. They're six and a half point favorites. Silence says it should be a pick em. I don't understand this one at all in that Auburn's better than Western Kentucky. Like, in what world is this? Like, mm. we saw Auburn last week, and, and A&M did their typical backdoor, like, score, whatever you want to mm. call that. I don't know about mm-hmm. backdoor it was a cover, but I mean that, that they've been yeah. doing a lot of scoring at the very end of the game. Yeah. Uh, but Auburn wasn't really that convincing against an AM team that we've talked about. It's just 
Yeah. Falling apart. And Western Kentucky has been a pretty solid team all season. The model says Western Kentucky is better than Auburn. And that's why it should be a pickle because the game's in Auburn. Uh, I don't know how rabid the fan base will be for this game. No idea. Uh, that, that could matter. Could affect a little bit of the home edge. I don't know how motivated the players are for this. Game. No idea. All I will say is it's either going to be better than what you'd think for Western Kentucky because they want to beat an SEC school mm-hmm. or it's going to be already baked into this number. So it can't get, it's either going to help us or it's not going to hurt us. Right. In, right. in that Western Kentucky is going to be fired up for this game in Auburn. Don't really know. Don't no idea. Um, I, I just can't believe this number so high. I think sprinkling a little bit on the money line on Western Kentucky makes a, makes a little bit of sense here at, at the plus, you know, two twenty or whatever you're going to be able to get. A total fifty two and a half, cousin Jared. What is your take? So I guess from the way that you said that, that makes it makes it feel like you want an A grade getting the six and a half points. If you if you have compelling evidence to drop it to a B, I will listen. Uh, mostly that Auburn has looked. Like, okay, so I, I feel like I knew exactly what Auburn was up to, up to October 8th. They got crushed by Georgia. I thought I knew exactly what Auburn was. Then they put up 34 points against Ole Miss, put up 27 points against Arkansas, which, you know, it's Arkansas. Putting up 33 points against Mississippi State really surprised me. And then last week, like, who cares? They didn't have to do anything. They didn't even try to throw the ball. Last week can say a because they didn't need to. Um, they will need to throw the ball against uh, Western Kentucky, I would say. Auburn's been playing better than I anticipated lately. I think yes. the coaching change, having having the uh, not lame duck coach situation, I think is very beneficial. Um, man, this is, this is tough. Um, I guess we can make it an A grade. I've doubted Western Kentucky a couple of times this season, and they've always come through. So we can, we can make it an A grade. I also want to sprinkle some on the under 52 and a half here um, because I, you know, we talked about – Western Kentucky, surprisingly. Ooh, I've been saying this for weeks now that Western Kentucky is an under yeah. team, which is crazy. Yeah, and, and under, an under team this season. And I think that I would be shocked if Western Kentucky scores a lot of points in this game. And vice versa, if Auburn is – so I don't think that Western Kentucky is going to be able to just like completely dominate the game. And yes. if Kentucky gets it should be a, It should be a tight – it should be a tight ball game. It feels mm-hmm. like it should be a – 17 to 17 in the fourth quarter type game, maybe 17, 10, right? Maybe 17, yeah. 13, but it seems like it should be a pretty tight contest here going in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And, and if, if Auburn controls the pace of the game, it's going to, in my opinion, it's going to look like the AM game did where they rush for 270 yards and only pass for 60. And, and so unless you just end up busting a bunch of plays in the fourth quarter, because Western Kentucky is, is dead tired. I don't know how you can get to a number like 52 and a half. So, um, but I don't have a lot of faith in that just because it's an out of conference game late in the season. Auburn looking ahead to Alabama next week. Got the interim coach. I, I don't you know. There's a lot of different things going on here. So I, I say only a C grade to the under 52 and a half. I feel, I feel like it should be a B grade. Okay. Let's give it a B grade. <laughs> that was easy. Yeah. I, I think it should be a B grade for a couple of reasons. Number one, I love that it's on the north side of 52, right? That, yep, that, that's yep, yep. A, a 51, 52, both fairly common outcomes. I love that we got the hooks, we got the winner there. Also, I really think there people still don't quite realize how much of an under team Western Kentucky is. Mm-hmm. We had that Western Kentucky under last week and it hit with ease. And I still yep. think there's people aren't realizing that this team is just not what they were before, that they're every bit as good 
it's just they're shifting a lot of their skill from we have no defense and a great offense to we've got a solid offense and we've actually got a competent defense. Of course, imagine if you put last year's offense with this year's defense, that would have been yeah, yeah, would have been quite something. an impressive task. Uh, yeah. So, all right, we'll go B grade under fifty two and a half. I'd probably still go B at under fifty two, but I would go C if it gets below yeah. that. I still think yep. it's the right side, but I don't want to be invested in that second unit. But we'll go A grade three unit investment on Western Kentucky plus six and a half. Or what we've done before, we don't have the option to right now, but this is a, definitely a situation where if you want to go two units on the plus six and a half, one on the money line, I don't think that's crazy. Yep. West Kentucky, it's not that I think they win. I just think it's a coin toss type game. 50%, 52% for Auburn maybe, 54 maybe. It's yep. it, it's close to 50. So the plus odds you're getting on West Kentucky offers tremendous value in my opinion on the money line. Yep. 530 Eastern Georgia Tech at North Carolina. North Carolina is a 20-point home favorite. We talked about this a little bit uh, with Buffalo. We talked about it a little bit with Penn State. Sometimes getting ahead of these numbers earlier in the week. You never know what the weather's going to do. North Carolina weather, a little more temperate than the Northeast. Could have some weather issues, but in general, these big numbers tend to just get bigger as the weeks go along. So we're going to look to lay it with North Carolina early in the week. Sometimes it should be 23. Georgia Tech has played better since they've fired their coach. But this North yeah. Carolina team is rocking and rolling. We got that. I convinced you on that A grade for North Carolina last week here, and they yeah. won on the road at Wake Forest. I, I don't I don't really see a huge letdown spot because when, when you're 9-1, and one, I don't think you have a letdown spot after right. a win like that because it's like, let's go out and get 10. It's it's yeah. You have such a great season. You want it. It kind of just breeds that more success, that, that focus, that continued, like, let's keep this going. I I don't think Georgia Tech's going to be able to stop them. Uh, I think North Carolina can score basically as much as they want, yep. as they do in most most weeks. Um, yeah. So we're going to look to lay it with North Carolina here early in the week. Get, ahead on that, get it at 20. Uh, get it before it gets 20, 21, 22, right? All, all yep. kind of reasonably uh, – Reasonable outcomes. Total this one 63 and a half. I feel like I could go over if it was like 61, 62, 63 and a half. It's a lot tougher for me to get excited about. Yeah. So uh, let's give a B grade to land the 20 points with North Carolina. And as far as the total goes, I would actually uh, lean under at this number, 63 and a half. And it mostly it's on, it's on it's on the north side of some key numbers there. That's what we're talking about. 62, yeah. 63. Well, and the other thing, obviously, I think you have a perfect analog for, for this game, and that was the North Carolina Virginia Tech game, which only got to 51. And I think that was played in Chapel Hill as well. The other thing is easily see North Carolina calling off the dogs a little bit earlier than they normally do with I assume North Carolina State. I haven't even looked at their schedule. Are they playing North Carolina State next week? That would be great if I actually knew that. Um, but I, I think that they're probably going to be looking ready because they're going to be way ahead in this game. Right. So I think they got to uh, be looking forward to, to next week when they play. Let's see. Was I right? Yes. North Carolina North State. State next yeah. week. So uh, I can see them like pulling all the starters early in the fourth quarter in, in this one. And so that's another reason why I would think, yeah, maybe under who knows who you're going to have there in, in the game. Phil Longo, I mean, likes to run a lot of four verts, um, but you know, I, I still see six, three and a half would be a hard number. To it's a, to it's a so, lot. It's a lot for a team like Georgia tech. That's yeah. Not usually lighting up the scoreboard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. So we'll go B grade UNC minus 20 again, uh, Maybe a little bit of a look at spot, that sort of thing. We're not, we're not, not that third unit, not the greatest spot. It's a big number, but in general, if North Carolina 
shows up and wants to, they should be able to win this one pretty handily. And I like that we're on the right side of 2021, 22, which are all reasonable outcomes in this one. Yep. 530 Eastern, the game, Stanford at Cal. Cal's a six-point home favorite. Total of 46 and a half in this one. I, I, I don't know who's going to score. Um, well, I, I will say the most interesting part of this game will be during halftime when the band is on the field. <laughs> to that point, California <laughs> ranked 81st, according to the model. Stanford, 86. This is a pair of three and seven teams that are uh, going nowhere. Yeah. Um, other than to this game and one more and then home. And 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 let the record show that Justin Wilcox turned down the opportunity to be the head coach of the Oregon Ducks to be at Cal. I admire his commitment, if not just absolutely ridiculous. We have talked about that specifically, I don't know, 10 times this season, and it yeah. never gets any less confusing. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a six point spread. Sideline says it should only be four point two. So the model likes grabbing those six points with Stanford. Um, if you like the under, which I think we do, grabbing mm-hmm. the six points makes a little bit of sense as well. It's not one of my most confident plays, but I think grabbing points with a dog and going the under in a game that both teams are going to struggle to score, and I have no idea what the heck's going to happen. I pretty confident that we will not see a trombone player get destroyed <laughs> by an actual football player though if something fun like that happened in the halftime show for shenanigans i wouldn't be surprised and like you said that might be the most entertaining part of this game um because yeah. what do you have to say about this one a grade under 46 and a half don't know who's scoring in this game uh it's uh, i don't know i feel like you and i have just as much opportunity to score in this game as any of the players from these two teams do um it, I want to give a C grade to taking the six points with Stanford because I hear what you're saying. I hear that there's value. This is a rivalry game. You would expect it to be close. But, man, Stanford has looked pathetic since that victory over Notre Dame. They have just gone into the toilet. And at least Cal, they lost to USC by six points. They, you know, lost by whatever it is, 42 to 24 to to Oregon, which, you know, nothing – there's nothing wrong with that. They played Washington no. to, in a one-score game. I mean, I, I just like more what I've seen from Cal recently than I have from from Stanford. And, and just, I mean, Stanford has just been so inept the past month. Um, so, yeah, let's take the six points. But I say let's just make it a C grade. I'm good with that. It's one that I think is the right side. I think it's the right side from the perspective of – like you said, Stanford has looked bad. And so maybe if you were, maybe you just, you hold off. We want to go lock in the under now. So that's why we're talking yeah, about this yeah. one here. Um, you don't have to lock in your plays now because you're not probably making your own show, <laughs> but you lock in the under now. We, we love that, but maybe wait to there. This number might get up to seven and then it offers a yeah. little bit more value yeah. uh, to me at seven. It's probably more of a B grade play. I think it's the right side though, in that if, if this was as clear cut as Stanford has been t- terrible, then the model wouldn't have them ranked only five spots below Cal, right? right. It, it's one of those things where I just can't see how Cal minus seven, Cal minus seven and a half or whatever makes any sense whatsoever. And like I said, that's where I'm really excited about playing Stanford here at six. It's like probably the right side, but it's not, I'm with yeah. you. It's not exciting enough to do more yeah. than one unit, but I will make a note on this one. Cause this is one that if it does go up because of how bad Stanford's played, Stanford looked terrible against Utah. 
California is not Utah. Utah is ranked yeah. seventh according to the model. California's in the eighties, so yeah. <laughs> at least yeah. it'll get easier competition. Um, so for me, Stanford plus seven or plus seven and a half, if it gets there, would be a B grade. But plus six is only. We'll give that a C grade. The under forty six and a half though is an A grade yep. for us. To the night games, seven p.m. Eastern. Boise State at Wyoming. Boise State's a twelve and a half point road favorite. Southern says it should be eleven point one. Model doesn't like what it sees from Wyoming. Has them down at 101st. I mean, who does at this point? Um, likes what it sees from Boise State. Has them up to 49th. That's the highest we've seen Boise State ranked in the model going back until about week one. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, they started falling apart and been picking back up. So uh, the, the model, I, I, I just I want to caution you. If you want to lay the 12 and a half, again, it's, it's your money. You are on the right side of at least 13, 14. Here's my thought on this, though. I, I think taking the 12 and a half makes a lot more sense. And, and the reason why I say that is I see where the model has putting these two teams, and I don't think it's missing out. Like it is adjusting for where these teams are, are playing, and it's not like it's not being aggressive with them. It, it, when you look at where Wyoming is, like they can't go that much further down before you say, no, no, they're definitely still better than those teams. And Boise can't go that much higher than they are now because. At some point, they they just they aren't to the level of, you know, the teams that are about, you know, five to ten spots ahead of them. So I think the model's pegging these two teams pretty well and still only says this should be 11 being on the road. I think taking the 12 and a half with Wyoming makes a little bit of sense. May have some weather again, that part of the country in November. Who knows if that's the sort of game we expect. It'd be low scoring and gets Wyoming even more likely to cover. As great as Boise State looks, like I said, I just I can't get behind this number. I'm arguing to take the 12 and a half with Wyoming. And I think we want to go under 44 and a half. You can always love 45, but 44 actually more key than 45. So still think it's a solid underplay, even at the 44 and a half. Because your what is your take? I want to, and this may surprise people. I only want to go B grade under 44 and a half. I feel like this game has maybe the narrowest range of outcomes on the total of any game I see on the board. I think that like, I think the lowest this game is going to go is like 41. I think the highest is going to go is like 48. And, and so like, I think it is going to be, to be fair, there's no way that's true, but I get your sentiment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, so like, anyway, if this were like 45, you might be able to talk me into a grade 48, definitely in, yeah. in a grade. Yeah. Um, but it's just, I've seen a little bit too much from both of these offenses to where yep. it just gives me a little bit of pause. So I'm going to yep. go B grade under 44 and a half to your point, 44 is still a very key number. Somebody's going to be kicking field goals in this game. Yes. So that's why 44 yes. is more important than 45. Yes, I agree. And I honestly think I wouldn't give it an A grade until 48 personally. Okay. I, I don't there think 45 would, would do it for me. I, it could lay 45. Obviously that's possible, but yeah. um I, I'm with you. There's just, there's these offenses can score. Um, yeah. So unless it gets to 48, I don't think it would be an A grade. So yeah, I, I agree. B grade under 44 and a half. Well, I mean, plus 12 and a half uh, B grade, C grade. I mean, th- like we think that Boise's good again, which means that they're going to be not good in this game. Right. Like that's I feel the like way it tends to go. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Sure. Let's give it a B grade. Again, you're going to win like 80% of your Boise bets. If you just look at the game and say, 
what's been happening, what do you think is going to happen, and then just do the opposite of that. You're going to you're going to go yeah. like 70 percent win club. That's just the way this team goes. So they've been looking yeah. great. So this could easily be again a road game where they're just happy to get a dodge with a victory, especially if there is some weather issues, and you know a little bit of that stank from last week, Wyoming, that pathetic performance against Colorado State. If Boise State's taking them lightly, like I said, this game's going to be like 14 to 13 going yeah. to the quarter, and it's going to be like, okay, what's yeah. going to happen? De- you're, going to, you're, going to be, you're going to love having the 12 and a half in your back pocket. Yeah, and definitely let's make this a B grade because Boise hasn't zigged and zagged in like a they month. They haven't in like three weeks. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, so it's, no, it's they been had, even longer. They had, one, they had one in there. I thought that they like barely won a game, didn't cover that they should have. Well, they, well they, they lost to BYU. Which you know, oh, the BYU, BYU one, yeah, yeah, so, they, like, that was definitely a zag, yeah, okay. But I mean, they were they were like they were more than a touchdown favorite against BYU, I guess a BYU team that everybody had left for dead, okay. But that was just stupid. I could have told you, I could have told you that you should have played BYU in this situation. And now with Wyoming, I can't just like point to facts and be like, hey, you should, you should, you could have told me BYU situation. because of the zigging and the zagging. <laughs> <laughs> No, I could have. Okay, okay. Well, agree to disagree uh, on that. But yes, this is a perfect. Yeah. I, this is a perfect spot for Wyoming. Yeah, yeah. B grade on Wyoming plus twelve and a half. B grade yep. on the under forty four and a half. Uh, also, at the night slot seven thirty Eastern. Ole Miss is a three point road favorite at Arkansas. Uh, there were people who had high hopes for Arkansas. Uh, we used to have some viewers who were a lot of Arkansas fans. They were they were in the comments early. I don't know if they're still with us. Um, I haven't heard a lot from Arkansas backers lately. Model hasn't really liked them all season. Models were mostly right. Um, a solid football team, just not good enough, you know, to get quite over the hump in so many of these games. Some injury issues never never helps. A defense that we thought would be a little bit better than it's been yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, just things just not going right for them this season. And this week feels exactly like so many of them have felt a situation where they're just probably not quite good enough to get the win. And it's almost like you needed to flip the home and road games, you know, make the the home games yeah. that are tough, just throw them away, take some of the road games, take some wins. It's just, things just haven't gone right. And they're still five and five, still got a shot of the bowl. Uh, this is one of their last two chances here. Eight and two Ole Miss coming to town. Interesting enough, eight and two team in the SEC versus a five and five team in the SEC. The eight and two teams only a three point road favorite. Silences should be six, and I, I tend to agree. I, this Ole Miss team has flaws, but their flaws are much smaller than the Arkansas flaws. I've still got Arkansas ranked 37th, but Ole Miss I've got ranked 16th. We saw last week Ole Miss hanging toe-to-toe with Alabama, an Alabama team that just destroyed Arkansas. Yeah, and, and, and there's a million other analogies to that that we can use, probably maybe – Six of them help Ole Miss case, three of them markets. I don't know. It, but that's just yeah. kind of the, the general thought I have in this. Ole Miss is a better team. I think they can go on the road. I think they can win. I, I, I love laying three here. Three and a half I probably would lay, but it definitely drops a little grade. But two and a half or three makes a lot of sense with Ole Miss. Tolls 59. Cousin Jared, what is your take? Do we know if KJ Jefferson's playing? Like, I don't really know we, if I heard. We like, do not sure. know. Why? Why he wasn't playing last week? I assume he's same injured. same issues same issues okay. before. Still banged up. Uh, okay. Still, yeah, lingering issues. Yeah. Uh, so I, I mean, I think looking at this number, you have to 
I mean, you, nobody knows at this point, but like, I feel like this number was set assuming that he's playing because if he's not playing, what did you see uh, uh, with um, their Arkansas offense against LSU that makes you think they're gonna be able to hang around with, with yeah. Ole Miss? I mean, you could have a letdown spot here for Ole Miss. If they won that game against um, Alabama. They were yeah. still in the race for the SEC West yeah. body blow theory after that, all, all that good stuff. But I mean, Arkansas, I feel like put themselves out there pretty and acquitted themselves pretty well against LSU. I think they're just as much in a spot to have a letdown, it, as, especially uh, given that's a big that's a big rivalry. Not that Arkansas doesn't yeah. want to win this game, they do at least finish with Missouri next week to get that ball. But that's on the road uh, and in yeah. another rivalry. So yeah. I don't think Arkansas was necessarily you know like you said just no big deal. Whatever we lost this week, they they, they put a lot into it physically, yeah. emotionally. They they tried yeah. they threw out their best game best game plan. Yep. Not, not a great spot for them this week either. Yeah. So I say let's go A grade, laying the three points, because if Jefferson doesn't play, then you've got a steal here. If Jefferson does yep. play, I think I still really like laying the three points with Ole Miss. The total, 59. Um, Man, if this is a let, potential letdown spot for Ole Miss, I think that would manifest itself as starting slow offensively. And again, I don't have much faith in Arkansas's offense. I can't believe I'm saying this um, after how Arkansas's defense has played all season, but I think I might want to give like a C grade to the under 59. I also cannot believe you are saying that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, if that's if that's the case, then let's 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 pass on it. So I, I think, yeah, my thought on this one is South Carolina, who's like an over team, I guess. Yes. Um, and Arkansas played in a game early in the season that had 74 points. Um, the Arkansas A&M game, and A&M has been more of an under team, a couple of weird quirks aside, that one only had 44. So Arkansas, just off the bat there, seemed very much, we'll play whatever game you want to play with. Bama, they went yeah. over. Uh, Mississippi State got the 57, so it would have been barely under this number. Um, BYU, they went over. Liberty went and you know LSU went under, so it, they they kind of zig and zag a little bit. So I think yeah. it, I'm I'm more thinking about this total thrust to Ole Miss, but also mm. the same about Ole Miss. They've also been a team that has been can play in a lower scoring game, yeah, solid defense, but they've also been able to play in some higher scoring games and let it fly. So I, I feel like I'm just very. Yeah. I think if you could tell me for sure Jefferson wasn't playing, I'd be under. So maybe it's the same yeah. sort of thing okay. as we did last week. We made that last minute play on that under, yeah. Um, once he was announced out, but I. Or maybe let me pose it to you this way. How do you rate LSU's offensive and defensive units versus old misses? Which ones are better or worse in, in your opinion? I mean, so last week you kind of throw that out with LSU because that was, you know, the biggest, an obvious letdown spot. Um, and, and colder weather. And thankfully we got that at two and a half and everybody else mostly probably got it at three. And so we won when everybody else pushed. Um Another reason to to join the Patreon, get early access to the lines. You can get them at those openers. Um, and early access to the show, you know. Yeah, yeah. Up until like two weeks ago, I would have said old misses is better, but now I'm I'm not so sure that they're not very at the very least very similar now. But I like your idea. Let's just hold off on okay. this because it, whether or not Jefferson's playing, I think that's obviously gonna make a huge difference on my thoughts on that. Yep. Some light games to cover in this. Opening episode of week 12, Colorado, Washington, 9 p.m. Eastern. Washington is a giant 30 and a half point favorite. Um, yet another one. I, I want to get out there early on this number, get it before it goes up. 31 is a fairly key number. 31, 32 are both fairly likely in this spot, as is, of course, 27, 28, 34, 35. Um, but more ways to win this than lose. Colorado is 
terrible. Um, not sure if they've given up on the season, ranked 123rd. I mean, <laughs> who knows? One I, I mean, of the season. I mean, I, I think. Okay, let me let me back up. They got their one win. I, I don't know what if you want to use the term give up, but I think they were like, we're good. We got our one yeah. win. We we didn't yeah. go defeated. Washington, uh, a little bit of a letdown spot. Absolutely yeah. possible after that huge win. Um, I think we should lay with Washington. I want to get on this side of the number, mm-hmm. but. Definitely not an A grade, even though the model loves this play because the model says mm. if Washington goes out and plays, is going to just stomp Colorado. It says they should win by yeah. 35, 35 and a half on average. Um, definitely not an A grade play. I think depending on the combination of how big this number is in the letdown spot, maybe only a C grade, but at least still a C grade that I want to lock in now. Or if we just think Colorado's terrible and Washington can go out and sleepwalk their way to a victory uh, pretty easily than B grade. I think it's kind of a CB toss up. Uh, Cousin Jared, what is your take? I want to give a B grade to laying the points with Washington because I think to the last time, I probably assume probably the last time, the Colorado Colorado made a trip to the Pacific Northwest. I believe it was after that win against Cal. They went to Oregon State. I'm not even going to look it up. They, they gave up a bajillion points in that game and got absolutely crushed. And so, you know, I don't think they're 40, 40, 42 points to Oregon State, who's more of a defensive team than an offensive team. Yeah, and so if you told me that Washington scored like 56 points in this game, I, I wouldn't doubt it. And if they scored 56 points, Colorado was not covering. Um, so I, I, I'm good. Let's give it a B grade to land the 30 and a half points. Uh, yeah, last week they gave up 55 to USC right. uh, on the on the road. Two weeks ago yeah. at home, they gave up 49 to Oregon. At home yeah. before that, 42 to Arizona State. I mean, I know it's a letdown spot, but yeah. Washington still gets to 40 easily. Easily, yeah. Probably 50, like you said, like maybe yeah. even more. And like you said, if they get if they get to 50, hard to see Colorado covering this yeah. as Washington gets into the 50s. So yeah. uh, we'll go B-grade Washington minus 30 and a half. You can get it earlier in the week in case it goes up. Um, very decent chance it lands 31, 32. Yep. 945 Eastern San Jose State is a three-point favorite at Utah State. The San Jose State team, decent. Utah State, I'm just not convinced. Uh, the Utah State went out you know, to the island, beat Hawaii, didn't cover, had a decent lead, couldn't really hold it out there because that defense just isn't very good. Um, you saw last week San Jose State scoring off San Diego State. They should be able to score off this Utah State defense. Uh, totals 51, two weaker teams, San Jose State team, you know, the better team though. Utah State, five and five, still fighting for pole eligibility. Uh, Sideline says this should be San Jose State minus 4.6 though. Because, uh, Jared, what do you think? B grade laying the three points with San Jose State. And what I'll tell you, viewer and listener, is you'll notice we talked about more than a few Mountain West games. Uh, today and none of those had a grades on the sides because that feels right for the mountain west it does, um, it lo- does. lots of lots of lots of b grades you know we can sneak in a few a grade on, on the totals for these mountain west games uh but sides not not so much so i, I say we stick to that and give it a b grade lane to three points with san jose state 
I agree. Total of 51, we hadn't talked about this one beforehand, but I'm just wondering, looking, thinking back through what we've seen of these teams recently, does it make sense to go over? Let, let, check out Utah State, right? Last week is Hawaii, 75 points. Yeah. Uh, they played New Mexico. They only had 37. That's, that's Again, we're talking about that's New Mexico. Yeah. Right? Lower scoring against Colorado State and Wyoming. But again, those are lower scoring teams. Air Force, that game got to 61. Uh, mm. BYU, which obviously an offensive team as well, that got yeah. into the 60s. UNLV, uh, 58. You know, more offensive teams, these are getting up into the 50s and 60s. San Jose State, uh, at least last week, decided yeah. they wanted to be a higher scoring team. It's tough because, again, some of these Mountain West teams are really low scoring. But, you know, San Jose State played UNLV without – uh, their quarterback, so that, that affected that one. Faced Fresno State without their quarterback, that affected that one. But the Nevada game had nine touchdowns in it. And, yeah. of course, we saw what happened last week. So it feels like these are two teams that can kind of play whatever style you want and very comfortable playing higher school. 51 is kind of a low number. I feel like maybe this is an overspot here. We can give it a C grade. All right, we'll go C grade. <laughs> we'll, we'll test out my theory with just a, a – Put our toes in the water here. We'll go yeah, C grade, yeah. one unit over 51, and we're going to go B grade, two units on San Jose State, minus three. 1030 Eastern, Pac-12 after dark here, Utah and Oregon. Utah looking good. Again, looking more like the team we, we thought they'd be at the start of this season. Again, still a little more offensive than defensive. Um, on the whole, Oregon – some questionable decisions at the end of that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, some unfortunate luck with Knicks getting hurt. Uh, it was entertaining to watch Oregon now losing their chance at the playoff. Maybe a little bit of a letdown spot here because of that. Total 62 and a half. I don't see who stops who in this yeah. ball game. I, I think it's a kind of like that Washington game which was a last team scores wins. Maybe not last team has the ball because if last team has the ball with 40 seconds left, maybe you don't have enough time to score. Right. But a last team that scores wins. someone's going to score late. Someone's going to win late. that sort of thing. Uh, I think it makes a lot of sense to take the three points or we don't have money lines out now later in the week, take the money line on, on Utah, just saying plus odds in a who the heck knows kind of game. Who knows what mental shape Oregon will be in uh, Utah, of course, you know, playing really well this time of the year. I assume Nix is going to be fine, uh, given that he was mostly okay towards the end of that game. Yep. And so I'm, I'm assuming he's 100%. The model assuming he's 100%. Uh, but I like the over. I like grabbing the three with Utah. Sidelines, it should be Oregon minus 1.7. So grabbing the three is a plus expected value play. Because, uh, Jared, what do you think? Do we want to make this a B grade, taking the three points, and then potentially add the third unit to the money line later? I like it. Okay. So, so let's make that a B grade. Take the three points right now. And okay, so literally, I texted you earlier this week, and I said no more A grades on totals in the sixties, because. But I'm really wanting to give an A grade to the over sixty-two and a half because you mentioned a few, you know, you mentioned a couple of Oregon games there, but I feel like the one, the best game that you can look to is USC and Utah when they played back in the middle of October, and that game got to eighty-five. And, and so, man. Probably going to regret this, but I want to give this an A grade to the to the over. I feel like this is a lot of respect for Utah and what they've been for like the past twenty years, and and not for what Utah is this season. 
Yes, which is still a good defense, just not an yeah. excellent defense and an offense yeah. that's coming around playing really well. Um, yeah. And, and, and we've, we've seen Utah very comfortable playing mm-hmm. in a high-scoring game. And yep. that's what Oregon wants to do. So I, I just, yeah, I think these teams are going to let it fly. I agree. A grade on the over. Yep. Uh, and, and we're going to go A grade on Utah. But we're going to do two units on the plus three. And then later on the week, we'll add that third unit to the money yep. line. So we'll, we'll be yep. we'll be heavily invested in this Pac-12 after dark game. I'm assuming it's on ESPN. I sure hope it is and not Pac-12 because that would be super sad. Uh, that, and there's that no way it is. It has to be on ESPN. Right? Yeah, that that would be awful. And just a note on Utah. Or Fox. Fox having that game last week, too. It could be, could be on yeah, that. That was, that was, that was great Bizarre. having a game on was. Big Fox late at night was, was it, great. It was, especially because I, I had it on the Oregon Washington, and they were like, we got to go because uh, UCLA Washington was like, I don't have to change the channel. This is perfect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was so and excited. You have to look and find it. Yeah, and just another note on on Utah's offense this season. The first game of the season, uh, they they scored 26 points against Florida. Uh, after that, in game started by Cam Rising, the, the lowest point total that Utah has had in any game this season is uh, 34 when, when Rising plays. So, yeah, they, they put up some points. In other words, we also like the Utah team total over because the implied team total over would be 30 and a half or so here. And we'd, we'd yeah. go over that too. Yeah. Again, these are all correlated. So, you know, figure out how much you want to invest in this game and, you know, it, don't go full on all of them, right? If you do kind of split yeah. them up a little bit. Um, but yeah, you, you, we like Utah. We like the over. We obviously like the Utah over. And like you said, with that stat, that was the lowest and, Oregon, not exactly a t- defense, isn't terrible by any stretch of the imagination, but they play so fast. There's so many possessions. There are so many points, right? So it's like yeah. Utah's going to have the opportunities to score points. They've done a remarkable job this year of putting yeah. the ball in the end zone. They've yeah. been extremely efficient. They, they they do not settle for field goals. And Oregon's a team that, as we saw against Washington, totally fine giving up touchdowns. Yeah, yeah <laughs> they are. They are. All right, uh, wrapping us up here on episode one, out to the island, UNLV at Hawaii. Plot plot twist. Hang on, folks. Plot twist in this one. I I, I personally, and, and this is we're collaborating here. We've done well collaborating, so we're going to continue to collaborate. But I personally love lying to 10 with UNLV, and I love going over this number of 59. A couple reasons why. We've seen them with Hawaii lately. I've been on them a lot. The one time we were on them and it didn't work was when they stepped up in weight class. When they're playing the bottom teams in this conference, it, they've been able to hang in there. They've been able to backdoor. They're playing hard, et cetera. UNLV, without Brumfield, is in their weight class, and they could absolutely cover this number. But yeah. with him offensively, they aren't going to be stopped against this Hawaii team. We saw Hawaii yeah. give up 40-some-odd points to Utah State. UNLV is going to put up 40 as well. UNLV is mm-hmm. actually a decent team with him in there. We saw we were really impressed with what they did this last week against Fresno State. Traveling out to the island, obviously not the easiest thing in the world to do, but Fresno State's a lot more of a tough challenge than Hawaii is. Obviously, the location, all that other stuff. But I mean, there's a world apart between how well Fresno yeah. State's playing now and Hawaii, yeah. who's fighting hard. And I like what they're doing. Yeah. I just don't think they can hang with this UNLV team. As good as Hawaii's looked, I've still got them ranked 127th. I've been high on Hawaii. The model's been high on Hawaii relative to everybody else. 127th, that's still fourth worst <laughs> team. Yeah. In college, fifth yeah. worst, whatever. Backwards math, right? Um, yeah. UNLV, four and six. There should be no letdown going to the island here, needing to win out for bowl eligibility. Yeah, They're going to come out. They're going to play hard. Maybe you like first half rather than full game, just worried about the back door. 
That's not available to us right now. First half lines are now, but that's something to keep an eye on. But with regards to the full game, I want to lay the 10 and get out there now before this number potentially goes up because this game could easily land on 10. That push protection, I think, is extremely valuable. With regards to total, Hawaii, like we've said, is very comfortable playing whatever type of game you want to play. They've played in some higher scoring games of late. They've played in some lower scoring games of late. And when you look at the schedule, it's been very much about the other team. UNLV wants to play a high scoring game. Love going over the 59 as well. Because, Jared, what have, I, what have I sold you on? I think I can get behind a B grade to o- over 59. And I think the reason I'm saying that is, and I know this is an unfair comparison based on how the season has gone, but uh, this offense of um, UNLV reminds me of the Vanderbilt offense that went out there in week zero and just did everything they absolutely wanted to with this Hawaii team. I think Hawaii is is better since that time, but I'm not convinced yes, that with Brumfield in at quarterback that UNLV's offense isn't better than, than Vanderbilt was, yep. uh, was, was that day. So I can get behind that. Um, I don't know. Laying the 10. Sure. You've, I, I, if you feel like that's worthy of a B grade, I would say let's do that as well because I feel like you've been pretty spot on with Hawaii this year. I, I have, I would say, I think B grade on UNLV as well. I have a tiny bit of concern with Hawaii at home and the back door. Yeah. And that's why I said maybe the first half makes a lot of sense. Kind of depends on what the number is. That's not till later in the week that those come out. I'm right. good with B grade on, on, on UNLV minus 10. I would argue for the A grade though at 59 on the over. I like that more than I like the um laying the 10 i think ulv is going to put up a lot of points they can give up some points too hawaii is going to fight hard and try to score as much as they can i just think this is going to be closer to what we saw last week which gets to the 70s than this would imply it stays potentially in the 50s i think there's no way that happens okay sure let's give it an a grade all right a grade over 59 b grade unlv minus 10 and that is all the games we're going to cover here in episode one. We'll have our usual three uh, episode week this week and next week. And then we're on a conference championships and then the bowl season. Yeah. So yeah. It, it, the season's gone fast. Uh, yeah. We just got two more weeks of this, but because we'll, Jared and I will be back with you in 48 hours where we will break down another third of the games. And then we're going to close up 24 hours from that with our friend Jake to wrap up all of the games because uh, Jared, episode one, any parting words from you? Telling you people, sign up for the Patreon, get early access to the to the projected spreads, uh, made a big difference in a few of the games that we covered today. And college basketball season is well underway. Uh, model is rolling through the first week of the season. Uh, so you want to sign up to get access to those early projections as well, because there's a lot of value at those uh, when those numbers first open up. So at all yeah, those things, numbers move a lot. <laughs> yeah, they do. So all, all good things uh, right now and always just very appreciative of y'all listening and, and viewing and, and kind of consuming the content that we put out there absolutely absolutely and yeah another uh saturday had a billion plays but yet another two in one day for the place of the day uh on sunday so it, it, it I'm, I'm looking for a three and oh day but honestly if we keep going two and one I, no yeah. no complaints here i guess that's exactly. it's, it's been pretty good so uh yeah. again three bucks get you in the door over there on patreon uh, i think it'll be worth your investment otherwise though thank you so much for tuning into this episode of picture the professor don't forget to subscribe so you can ensure you get all the sports betting content we've run on this channel dropped right into your feed again we'll be back all week with college football and college basketball content and until i see you again as always best of luck and remember you can get your betting money but please don't bet your eating money